Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. You snakey little minx. Pat Smith <laughs> with Taylor Smith and Devin May. It's called Batman Hops on the Grenade. <laughs> I have to do this for justice. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes podcast, your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. I'm Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Hey, hey, hey. Pat Smith. Oh, ho, ho. And your facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Hee, hee, hee. Today is Thursday, October 22nd. And I got to be honest with you, listeners, we are probably not going to spend a whole lot of time reviewing this Jaguars-Lions game. You're probably going to hear this from our host during the recap, but this is pretty much more of the same. Topics we've covered in the last few weeks... We'll move through our review, then get into some more interesting items from after the game, things we saw this week. Then, of course, we'll end things with our preview of the Chargers game. But to start us off, I'm going to give the mic to Sean, since I'm sure this episode is going to be an I told you so episode for him. So, Sean, let us have it. I don't want to. You know, it just sucks. It sucks that it happened. Listen, I want the Jaguars to win. I want the Jaguars to win every game. I want them to go out there and and play really well, and I want to enjoy my Sundays watching them win and play well and all these things, but it's not the world we live in. Uh, I knew going in, you saw that team last week, two weeks ago. team's defeated. There's nobody on the team. There's no leaders on the team. Like Gardner Minshew, that's my biggest knock on him right now. Like You can play badly as long as you can rally the troops and you know show me some leadership. I don't see him calling anybody out. I don't see him, you know, going around doing the rah 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 stuff. That's kind of what I want to see right now. Really, I want to see some growth. I want to see some uh, mental, uh, you know, mature maturity growth, and also physical, like you know, skill set growth. That's because we're in full evaluation mode now. Or right, I told you last week, we've been here before. Let's just like how players when they score touchdowns, they gotta act like they've been there before. Listen, Jaguar fans. We got to act like we've been here before because we have, okay? So have some self-respect, okay? And don't act surprised, all right? Because it's the same old song and dance that we're used to, all right? So now let's gear up and let's just enjoy the season. And I'm just going to help you enjoy the season because now we're in full evaluation mode. You're watching specific players on every play. You want to see if this guy's good. You're watching Jawan Taylor. Is Jawan Taylor stealing his blocks? Is Cam Robinson worth his shit? Uh, is Brandon Linder at the end of his rope? You know, you're going to watch offensive line play. You're going to watch Gardner Minshew. Is he going to get rid of these happy feet? Okay, is he going to be able to stand still in the pocket and trust his offensive line? LaVisca Chenault, 
Can he run the big routes down the field? Let's see if he can develop. Let's see if we can find any tight end whatsoever on this fucking roster and see if we can develop anything. Tyler Davis, I want Tyler Davis to start the next game. See, I'm dead ass fucking serious. I want Tyler Davis starting, playing every snap because I want to see if we got a player in him. I want to see who's going to be on this team next year moving forward. Sucks that we're seven weeks in, but that's where we're at. Yeah, I don't want to break down that game at all. I knew going in. I mean, I said Matt Stafford was going to have a big day, and he didn't. He didn't need to. I mean, uh, quite honestly, if the Jaguars put up an effort, I think if Matt Stafford throws 10 more times, probably scores two more touchdowns, quite honestly. But they didn't need to because DeAndre Swift uh, was playing video games out on us out there, running through holes the size of um, Michael Strahan's gap in his fucking teeth. It was just upsetting. I said DeAndre Swift was probably going to take the starting job and we were going to give it to him in Detroit, and that's exactly what happened. Just got run on. Reminded me a lot of the Carolina Panther game last year where uh, Christian McCaffrey just ran down our throat and so did Reggie Bonifon, and that was kind of the same thing. Like Adrian Peterson comes right down the field, scores an easy touchdown, shrugs off a tackle, all right, and then DeAndre Swift breaks a one for 50, and you're kind of, all right, six minutes into the game, you're f***ing out. You're done. Cool. Let's get drunk. Watch some football. Uh, how's my fantasy team doing? Uh, you know, is there baseball on? What else is on? You know, and just it just stinks. And uh, this was that moment. And now moving forward, we know what to expect going into each and every game. And that is just full evaluation mode. Ignore the scoreboard. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this week's Creative Career Award uh, is going to DeAndre Swift. You know, he he took us for 116 yards on 14 rushes, two touchdowns. And before this, his uh, game high was 22 yards. So he he definitely, definitely made a career day out of it. Hopefully you started in your fantasy lineup because I'm sure he got you a lot of points. He averaged eight yards per carry. Eight yards per carry. So you got to love that. You know, that's it. Uh, this is me going on record. I'm submitting my ticket for the uh, tank for Trevor Train. I'm I'm oh, I'm officially no. out. This is it. This, no. Yeah, no, I, I have no comment other than that at this point in time. Uh, my PR group will get in touch with you later. But <laughs> at this point in time, I am no. on the tank for the number one spot train now. I'm done. I have I've seen all I have to see. I am done. Have you seen the New York Jets? I have, I have, and we'll get we'll get to them. I've got a special segment for the Jets. I've got a special uh, segment for that. I, I for for right now, as we stand, yep. this offense has regressed tragically since Week One. There is no run game format at all. James Robinson had twelve touches, and I don't think the poor kid broke loose for more than three yards all game last yep. week. They snuffed that shit out quicker than. I don't know. I got nothing else for you. It was, it was <laughs> terrible. It was fucking terrible. I've got no description other than the fact that the guy hit a brick wall every time he went up. They snuffed it out, and there was no James Robinson carry. There's no established run game at all. And in and so you you try to pass it. You try to you try to make an offense uh in the air. And again, you know, Garner's he's 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 had a very subpar year this year, man. And I, I hate to say that Doesn't because good. no, I hate to say coming off of last year with the, the hopes we had going into this year. The magic is is slowly uh, uh, leaving his his hands because 
you're going into this year, you're developing a playbook, which I would assume is going to be centered around what he can do well and, and you know, what he brings to the table. If finally, you get a playbook established for you and only you. You're not piggybacking off of the former quarterback. You're not going off of, of another offensive coordinator that doesn't really care for you. This is This was your team. This was your offense. This is your opportunity to do well. Now, albeit the offensive line, has looked suspect at times. They looked suspect at times in this game. This game probably was one of the one of the worst games that I've seen from the offensive line. AJ Can went down. Yeah, AJ Can mm-hmm. did go down. Um, I mean, Linder got burned on a couple blitz plays. Like there, there were some plays that the offensive line did not come come equipped to play. Okay. Yeah, and Gardner made some good throws that were dropped too. Like DJ Chark. I mean, the the cornerback uh, his sixty yard throw down the field, that beautiful deep ball. If DJ Chark is able to bring that in and not let it get knocked out of his hands, then uh, Gardner's stat line looks a lot better. And maybe we even score a touchdown on the drive. Sure. I mean, you could also talk about the the duck that Gardner threw deep down the field. It was uh, it was kind of like double coverage. Chark yeah. didn't get oh, yeah. Chark didn't get to the highest. As a receiver, you got to bail your quarterback out in that play. And again, I'm not taking that away from Gardner. That was a bad throw from Gardner. It looked like the wind got a hold of it. Yeah, it was a duck fart under that ball. That ball got caught up in the wind or whatever it was. But the way the ball was thrown, it wasn't in a position for Chark to succeed. But as a number one, okay, as a pro receiver, you need to come up and you need to make a play on the ball. You got to play defense. You got to bail your quarterback out on that play. I mean, I get it. Listen, I understand I'm asking him to go above and beyond, but that's what you need to do as a number one receiver, okay? You find the highest point of the ball and you either try and make a catch or you knock it down. Bail your quarterback out. And the effort just wasn't there. The guy looked a little lackadaisical. He looked a little slow at making a stop coming up. He didn't catch it at the point. And that's your pick. I mean, I get it. Somebody's got to be the bad guy on this fucking well, team, you man. Know, I, I don't see a bad guy on the 53. That's my problem. I don't see a bad guy on the 53. That's a, yeah. Because oh, yeah. these guys. Bunch of nice kids. What? I said bunch of nice kids. Oh, nice kids. I thought, what I thought the- you said a bunch of nice tits. <laughs> I was like, where? Pat's so done with the Jaguars, he's already just thinking about thinking about chicks and and what you know what strip club he's going to. He's done. already melded out. I'm trying to get the lunch special at Wacko's. I'm trying to get the best burger in town, you know? Yo, that is the best burger in town. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's no bad guy on this team, and and I'm seeing it. You might, you guys might have seen it on Twitter. I'm sure um, early in the week, I was I was bringing out a lot of folks are, are dragging DJ Chark now. They're 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 that's the new play of, uh, you know, they're they're finding a new a new villain, if you will, to try and put blame on in this team. Jaguar fans are so toxic, man. This is the such, I, this is the most <laughs> toxic part of the year right here. Well, and you know what? The problem is you can see it. I can see it from both ends. I can, okay? From a fan that is sick of losing, just wants to see improvement. I mean, come on. There's plenty of people I know that spend more money than me going to these games, that spend more money in my... I haven't lived a long life, so there's definitely people that have spent and invested a ton of money over their time frame and and lifespan of following this team. I get that. And they've spent hours and time and sacrificed days and hours. I'm sure of it, okay? But going after a guy, okay, who's just here to do his job, Play the game the best he can. Has been a key set on this offense. Okay? And again, I said, out of all the receivers you've had on this team, only four have gotten 1,000 yards receiving in the franchise history. Four. Mm -hmm. And he's one of them. 
and he wants okay. to be here. He's come out and said that and he does. He, like, they he's all want to be Jack here, Duval. Sean. As much as fans don't want to believe it, all the players that I've played in Jacksonville want to be here. At some point in another, no. all these players have wanted CJ to be Anderson here. Anderson doesn't want to be here. You kidding me? At one, you didn't hear me. I said at one point wanted to be here. Okay, every single guy that comes on this team at one point wants to be here. Okay, that goes for Fowler, that goes for Ramsey, that goes for Yannick. All these guys wanted to play here more than anything. These guys love the fucking sport. Whoever they play for, they'll embrace the team. But when the team shits on you constantly, when the team management is lackadaisical and and just not putting in the effort and doesn't care or gets on the podium and says that one of the worst defensive coordinators that has ever coached this fucking team is safe on this team for as long as you're going to be here, turns them off. When they see that they're putting in effort, they're working harder than you. Because trust me, they're working harder than the coaching staff. They're doing the reps. They're doing the weight room. They're doing the, the, the running, the drills, the sprints. They're doing it harder than the coaching staff is to be ready for game day. And when the coaching staff can't get the obvious details right, that's a problem. That's going to turn people off. If you think it turns fans off, imagine going day to day, every single day to work, knowing your job's a shitstorm. Imagine doing that. It doesn't matter what you're getting paid. Whatever you get paid for, to go to a job every day knowing, yo, I'm doing this for no fucking reason, gets yeah. tiring. It gets sick. Yeah, no. I mean, come on. I agree Everyone's with Everyone's been there before. You can relate to that. My point is is that I need Dwan Smoot or I need some some guy that maybe we don't really know of that, that's going to like come out and, and just fucking knock over a water cooler can smash a helmet do something look at them start yelling at people show some leadership so shows that you can't stand losing because we need like all right i hate to i hate to quote nick Foles, but we need a culture change man need a culture change losing is like a it's like a disease it's like something that just gets inside you and now it's what they expect to do you know what i mean it just becomes this thing but where does the losing come from no, I'm it's losing actually comes from a culture. It comes from like the coach and everything. But I'm saying if the coaches in the in the front office aren't gonna do it, then the I need to see some players that want to come out here and change some shit. I, I that's what I, I need. Some some you're somebody. Try, you're trying to spin the wheel backwards. That's not how the wheel works, man. Ownership wants to lose. The head coach doesn't want to be here. The defensive coordinator doesn't want to be here. Nobody wants to be here. The players you say want to be here. So act like you care enough. Like get like show some emotion. So that's that's all I want to see. That's that's my only take on that. But uh, before we move on to uh, the Todd Wash and uh, Doug Marone take that uh, that you just hinted at, uh, I want to just throw one stat at you. Uh, 2019 season. That's last year. Dave Caldwell uh, came out and famously said that he wanted to be just as good this year as uh, as we were last year. Well, through six games last year, we were two and four, so failed. Um, also, uh, we were scoring 19.5 points a game this year for, through the first six games, 20.8 points a game. So you're a point one point three points better than uh, John D. Filippo there, Jay Gruden. Progress, progress, moving up. That's it, and uh, the defense. Uh, through the first six games last year, defense was given up 21.8 points a game 2019. In 2020, the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving up 30.1 points a game. Oh, there we go. Stand up, D, baby. On average, the Jaguars are losing by almost 10 points worse than their uh, opponents on average. Wow. 
That's great. That's 2020, baby. It's uh, it's no good. Full evaluation mode. Like we're gonna see, is Gardner the guy? We're gonna give him. A, we're gonna get a full sample size. Doug Marone. Oh, I can't even. I, you know what? I can't, let's save it because we we gotta do break, right? Uh, well, we got a little bit of time left. Tell you what, give me your top three, and then we'll go to break. Top three, top three from the game. Yeah, yeah. let's go into top three. Um, I would say Keelan Cole doing Keelan Cole things. Yeah, Air, Air Force Cole, baby. Yeah, he uh, w- w- new uh, career high in yardage. Uh, my man's in a contract year, and he's going to be a great addition to the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. It's, he's going to be. <laughs> A fantastic fourth receiver for them, and he's probably going to win a Super Bowl. Gardner Minshew is going to be the backup to Ben Roethlisberger in his last year, and uh, the Steelers are going to go all the way in 2021, and Keelan Cole is going to play a big part of it, and he's earning that contract right now, and I love it. Uh, Two, um, Sidney Jones... Shout out to you, man. You know, you played well. You got you picked up an injury. You hate to see it, you know. Um, just hope we have the depth at that position that uh, somebody can step in and play, you know. You're just hoping that somebody, maybe, you know, a, an unknown name out there, you know, at corner or safety or something because, you know, we're decimated. So yeah. maybe there's, somebody can come in. and There's got to be someone out there. And uh, play. There's got to be somebody. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be somebody. I mean, we've got the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sidney Jones, hate to see you go, man. That stinks. Um, uh, my third uh, biggest takeaway, Tito's Vodka is delicious okay and it is goes right down i'll tell you one thing that makes uh jaguars losing better hard liquor and uh if you're gonna do vodka you know what i mean go tito's because it's it's made right here in america austin texas baby and it's delicious with some cranberry juice and uh it's good so top three um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and not steal yours that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna so i'm gonna do uh tyler eifert uh you say you want to see um, Tyler Davis play tight end. You want to see him come in and get some snaps at tight end. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I'm 100% with you. But yeah. I want to see Tyler Eifert come in and give me some snaps at either a safety or a linebacker position <laughs> because for whatever reason, this guy has all the motivation in the world to fucking tackle and, and absolutely hammer a guy on a pick or a turnover play. Yep. I wish you bring that same motivation to play tight end. That'd be great. But if you don't want to play tight end, our defense is trash. So I'm willing to give this guy a spin on defense somewhere. Um, give me Tyler Eifert at, at experiment. a experiment. Yeah, put put him at put him at D tackle. Who knows? I don't know. Let's just get fucking nuts at it at this point. Let's just stick him on defense. That's that. I'm, I, w- I want to see that. I want to see that change. Tyler Eifert is absolute ass cream when it comes to tight end. <laughs> put him on defense. <laughs> and and let me see him play some defense somewhere. I don't know where in any role. I don't care. I just want to see him play defense. Preparation H back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, take take away number two. Shout out to Ben Barch. He got his first start. Well, not first start, but first first Barch. time playing in Barch. In some some career smoothie king uh, to, to get in and get some snaps after AJ Can went down. I didn't see too much out of him to really scare me. So I mean, we'll we'll see. He's if depending on how AJ Can's injury takes. Uh, he uh, he may be in for some extra time um, at guard, but again, uh, we'll see. I got nothing to say other than that. Um, but and, and finally, the third and only guy, uh, Jamal Sheard. Shout out to Jamal Sheard. Guy killed it this week against Detroit. He what? brought in pressure. I think he had like 
I think he had like two quarterback hits off of like 50 something snaps. Yeah, one of, one of them was a terrible roughing the passer penalty. Well, hey, at least we're getting to it, all right? We're getting to the quarterback. But <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, listen. He he's had 50 snaps this game. He had two quarterback hits. I think he had a pass deflection and and Taven Bryan throughout this entire season has had one quarterback hit. <laughs> all year long. <laughs> That's it. And I don't know if you saw it in the news today, but uh, uh, Mr. Sheard's playing for the Giants now. The Giants came in, took him off our scout team, <laughs> and now he's playing for the fucking New York Giants He's not even now. on the team anymore? He's not even on the team anymore. They, they came in, <laughs> sniped him off our scout team, and now he's playing for the Giants. Man. So fuck us, right? Yeah. So that's my top three for a, for a lovely week. Ah, fuck, man. I wish somebody could do that with Tyler Eifert. Why, why is nobody coming in sniping that? <laughs> where, where are you at, no Giants? No one's sniping yeah. that. Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, we're, no one's sniping. T.E. <laughs> Doug Marone sitting outside, leaving Tyler Eifert outside with a bunch of just swooping eagles. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no, I hope nobody comes and takes Tyler Eifert. <laughs> oh, no. Tyler Eifert is the used clothes that Goodwill wouldn't take. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he is. Oh, my God. Like we said, not much to say about the game itself. Pat has obviously lost all hope. You hate to see it. Sean, as unfortunate as the circumstances are, I'm glad to see that you got it right. You told us the Lions were going to wreck us, and foolishly, we held out hope. But time to avert our eyes from this game and turn it to some current events. When we come back from our break, we'll discuss what our hosts were hinting at earlier with regards to our coaches. Then it's on to L.A. Don't go anywhere. Duval Hot Takes will be back in a flash. Don't spit out your drink. In fact, drink two. All right. Hey, everybody. Your Duval Hot Takes have returned. We wrapped up our Lions review, and now it's time to play a little bit of catch-up on some things that went down in the news this week. Perhaps even more interesting than the game itself was Doug Marone's post-game conference. He was asked specifically about Todd Wash's future with the team and whether he is safe. Doug kept it simple. He said, yes. He said, as long as I'm here and I'm the head coach, he's safe. So, Pat, before we take it to our next game against the Chargers, give me your take on this. Yeah, you're a loser. You're a fucking loser, Doug Marone. You've always been a loser. You have a loser mentality. You are a loser as a player. You're a loser as a head coach. You're honestly lucky to have every single day at this position and every single day before the fact that you have earned a, a paying wage for this for this football career that you call uh success okay garbage you're 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 a fucking terrible terrible fucking coach i i i can't believe that's the mentality you have in the position you're in i mean listen i get it obviously the writing's on the wall the tank train is full everyone's riding it that's what we have to do this year i get it i understand it but for you to look around and tell people, tell fans, tell people that pay money, people with eyes that can see the product that you trot out week in and week out, the fact that this man is not going absolutely anywhere, that there won't even be a, a consideration of change after allowing 30 points a game for six weeks in a row now, yeah, that's what you're averaging, you're, you're allowing uh, offenses success on six out of eight fourth downs, you're averaging less than two punts a game on, on opposing offenses. This, this defense is one of the worst defenses I've seen out of this organization in a long time. People are scoring at will, driving down the field at will. 
will with absolutely with with guys with bums with bums guys that would never make another day uh, another career day for for as long as their career is is going to go on you think joe mixon is going to is going to do what he did to us uh, a couple weeks ago i mean deandre swift uh, the ceiling's high for him cuz he's a rookie but it's unbelievable to me man it is crazy ryan fitzpatrick just having his way with us and he's he does not he doesn't even have a starting job now the dolphins are sitting him Oh, yeah, but he was, he was good enough to beat the shit out of us. That wasn't fair, though. He should Well, hey, punished. you call it what you want, okay? Hey, the guy's not playing anymore, all right? <laughs> and here we are, and, and this man has the gall, the fucking audacity to, to just look you in the eye and say, yeah, no, he's good. I'm here. He's good. What are you going to do about it? We're losers. Birds of a feather, shit together, and, and, and lose all day long in, in, in Jacksonville. That's what we do. Let me tell you, all right? Doug Marone is operating like a guy that doesn't want to be here anymore. He just doesn't. And I can tell he doesn't want to be. And, and like, that's the thing. Everybody's like blaming the defense. They're like blaming the defense. Oh, yeah, it's the defense's fault. It's the defense's fault. So the easy thing for the head coach to do that wants to stay here is fire the defensive coordinator, hire an interim defensive coordinator, and work through it through the season. But he's like, all right, listen, if y'all think the defense is such a problem and you want to get rid of the defensive coordinator that is bad, well, guess what? He just took a pair of handcuffs on his wrist and attach the other one to Todd Washington. He goes, package deal. And they raise their hands up and he's like, yeah, you want to get rid of him so bad you don't like him? You got to get rid of me too because guess what? I don't want to fucking be here either. I'd like to get a nice little severance package. I'd like to be able to take the rest of the season off and deal with this whole COVID shit and not have to get my shit pushed in every Sunday. I wouldn't want to do it either. He's out. He knows at the end of the season he's getting fired. He, so he wants he, to Is he to truly, in your, in your heart of hearts, is he truly getting fired at the end of the season? Do you honestly believe that in, in, in everything that you have any kind of any kind of trust in this organization? Do you truly believe? Can you stand beside yourself, okay, and take take emotion out of the equation and look at him yeah. and then look at Shad and look at Dave mm-hmm. and say, you definitely won't be here next year? Because I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, no, it was already told to them. You could tell it was it, uh, um, Shad Khan told them, you know, say what you want about Shad Khan. I fucking hate the guy's guts. Uh, he told them that they were a package deal. So Dave Caldwell isn't going to fire. He can't fire Doug Marone because they're uh, they're attached to the hip. Dave Caldwell already survived the hiring of Gus Bradley, and that was a, a disaster, and somehow made it through that regime. And he comes back. He gets another chance. He hires Doug Marone. He's not going to make it through this one. He already knows it. He knows how it works. Shad Khan says that they're connected to the hip. So if Doug Marone's gone, then Dave Caldwell's gone. So he, who's going to fire him? It's got to come from Shad Khan. And if Shad Khan's going to do it, then he's going to do it like he, uh, both of them. And, and you can't do but that what, until the... What makes you say this is the year? I don't understand how this year differentiates anything that's happened in the last two years. Well, he like, did say... Uh, I, he, get, well, I get you had the 2017 success lightning in a bottle, okay? So you get a pass on the 18 year. But then you look at last year, which was a debacle. So you look at 18, you said, okay, this was already writing on the wall. This is terrible. And then you cut the team down to this, what we have now in 2020... Well, I mean, I don't understand how this makes it the year. I, I don't get you, it. I told you, you know, you forget about all the podcasts we did in the off season. You know, the season starts, everything changes, we and we forget about everything we talked about. I told you at the end of this year, well, we'll see. We'll, but now that COVID hit with the salary cap implications, I don't know. But at the, the Shad Khan's plan was to uh, trash can them both at the end of this year, no matter what, really. Because the uh, salary cap, we, all that dead money is gone. All the Jaguars' dead money. Sure. All gone. 
And no, your 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 top three, your top three in cap space next year. I mean, we knew that going into this year, you knew so that. So that is going to be a a a place that somebody wants to go. It's going to be so that's something that you can put on the resume and say because we have to be like we have to be like sluts. We got to go out there and be like, please come here and help help us save this franchise. We have top three in cap space. Okay, we've got this shiny first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney. We've got young talent. We've got a young core. We've got Josh Allen. We've got uh, DJ Chark. We've got LaVisca Chennault. We've got CJ Henderson. We've got Miles Jack. We've got these young core that you can develop and, and inject a culture into, and that's not until the end of the year. I mean, at the end of the day, I want them gone, but what is it going to do? But what is it going to do during the – is there anyone that's going to save this team? No. Is Ben McAdoo going to lead us to the promised land? No. So – I mean, who fucking cares? I and I get that. No, I'm no, I'm 100 with you. Obviously, the the whole purpose—it's a selfish reason that people want them both gone. It's for blood. You want to see something happen. I get it. That yeah. it's true. I mean, let's you want to see real. suffering. I, I do. I do. I want to see both of them unemployed. Like I, I do. While while everyone else is having fun, you want some red everyone wedding else is at the party. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else is having a good time, and there they didn't get invited. Right? They're at home. And they can't afford video games. And so they have nothing to watch with Channel 3 News, you know? I, that's what I want them to be doing. I, I don't want them to have fun anymore. I don't want them to be part of an organization anymore. I, I don't want that. Because I know, I know that those two poor bastards are not f***ing working in this league again. I guarantee you, Doug Marone doesn't do... He's an offensive line specialist, and we've had one of the worst offensive lines for years now. Okay? So I know, I know for a fact, once he loses this job, that's the end of the train, buddy. You're going to have to pick up knitting. You're going to have to f***ing figure out how to crochet or something to keep yourself busy because football ain't going to be one of them. Get you, get you Madden, Madden 12 on the PlayStation 2 or something, and that's it. That's all you got. That's all you're going to have for the rest of your life. Dimeron's going to be coaching some knockoff uh, college team next year. You watch. Next year or the year after, he's going to be lucky. Off. He'll be lucky getting a high school ball. You watch. He'll be lucky to get the f***ing reins at f***ing Orange Park High F-I-U. who, are, who are, getting, are getting dumped on every week. <laughs> dumped. So, yeah. So, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Firing them right now doesn't work. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're obviously trying to get to that coveted number one overall spot. The Jets are going to give us a run for their money because they're cutting players left and right. They just got rid of Le'Veon Bell for fucking nothing last week. Okay, yeah, they're really trying. They're they're trying yeah. really hard. Okay, they're they 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 know they want. And listen, the only the only thing I can hope for now. Let me ask you this. If it comes down to it, let's say the race goes because we took the second spot overall today. So let's just say everything goes the way it is. The Jets manage to go 0-16 somehow, some way. Because I do believe if the Jets just win one game, we I think we have them beat on strength of schedule and we hop them. I'm pretty sure. Well, you can't say that. I'm pretty sure that we hop them. You can't say that because strength of schedule is not even, we don't even know what the what the results of that are going to be. Like it's only the week seven. So strength of schedule is going to be dictated well, by the end of week 17. Yeah, right. But I'm pretty sure that we have a harder schedule than they do. Up at this point, uh, up to this point. Well, no, no, no. Harder schedule would be bad for us. We want to have the weaker schedule because that shows that we are worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, yeah. I mean, if, but yeah, so I would I would assume that we would have the, the weaker schedule, right? I mean, we have other than like the Ravens and, and Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay got dumped on by Tampa, you know, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe. Maybe I don't I mean, know. We, we, Tennessee's undefeated. Uh, Indianapolis yeah, Tennessee's won three really games. making it harder for us. 
Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I don't know. The Jets, uh, that, it's going to be, whew. hey, you know, the New York Jets, say say the Jets uh, somehow they win a couple games, whatever, and uh, the Jaguars end up with the number one overall pick, and the Jets are sitting two or three, and the Jets go, we'll trade you uh, Sam Darnold, three first-round picks, and uh, Marcus May for the first overall pick. Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. You I, I had no as soon as you said Sam Darnold. I had no right after that. You could have said, I'll give you Sam Darnold, Shotcon's yacht, you'll get laid every single day from a different hot blonde for the rest of your life. Million and I still yeah. I I still would say no. Yeah, that's insane to me. I don't know who drops two hundred million dollars on a fucking I'm boat. That's you, crazy. Jo- Shad Khan is a that's insane Bond villain. He's a Bond villain, bro. He's a legitimate. Now, bond let me flip villain. the script on you real quick. So the year progresses. Before I before I went off on that tangent, the year progresses. We stay at two. Jets stay at one. Do you give the Jets an all time trade deal of a lifetime? To take Trevor Lawrence at one, and I'm talking. If you get Debo Sweeney too, that's not yeah. a guarantee. You don't know that, and, and if anything, yeah, but if you, but if, if it is though, but you know, like you'll be talking to Debo Sweeney if Debo Sweeney says if you get Trevor Lawrence, I'll come to your and team. You know what? I, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Debo Sweeney anyway. To be honest with you, that's, <laughs> I do not want Debo. Sweeney. We got a long way, but yeah, we that's, a long, that's, a, that's another a conversation for another fill. another time. But yeah. but for for what it's worth, strictly Trevor Lawrence. Do you give, I mean, in the sum of, I'm trying to think of what they gave for Trubisky. If you gave no, you gotta the other it. first round pick this year, the first round for next year, and then like a third. Nah, Devin, look up look up that trade that uh, Philadelphia made to go from like 13 all the way to two to get Carson Wentz. That's something. Yeah, you, but that's not that's but, not what you're doing. Yeah, though. you're you're oh, going yeah. from two one. Yes, you're doing two one. No, you're, just you're doing not. a little flippity flip. No, you're not. Yeah, you because are. Because Trevor Lawrence, nah, Trevor nah, nah, Lawrence, nah, 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 nah. Trevor Lawrence is far and away. Like everyone's saying, you know, Andrew Luck. He's I'm telling you, no, no, no. In order for the Jets to move up two picks to get Darnold, they had to give th- uh, three seconds and a fourth along with the first. So they yeah, had to give up a first. That's three not seconds. even what the Bears gave up to get to Trubisky. Yeah, but Bears that, had to give up first round picks. To get to Trubisky, that was just a move up from four to three. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's you had Trubisky, which is some kid from North Carolina that everybody's like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, and then, it was enough. It was enough for them. I mean, yeah, it, was, well, yeah. it was enough for them. How's that working it? out for them? Yeah, you, you well, know, we had Nick yeah, Foles. They yeah, Nick Foles starting ball games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I know. You tell me. I'm telling you, that's Devin, another GM that should be fired. Um, get, tell me, right, Devin? What's that? What do they have to give up to get Carson Wentz? That is no, the deal. That's no, what you're gonna have to make. No. Trevor Lawrence is a slam dunk. Nothing's a slam. I, I, man, I tell you what, nothing fucking irks my nerves more than you guys that come to me and tell me Trevor Lawrence is a slam dunk. Trevor Lawrence is guaranteed. Trevor Lawrence, nah, 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 nah. Listen, for what it's worth, they said the same damn thing about Andrew Luck and that asshole is jerking yeah. off to fat girl porn at his fucking mother's <laughs> that, basement. His okay, choice. he's not doing shit. He's not doing a damn thing right now but it's not a it's slam not dunk though Sean. it's not a well, slam I mean, dunk anybody can quit uh, okay but that exactly you can't you can't guarantee anything in this world okay that's what i'm trying to tell people like you can't you I can mean, say a- andrew luck gave indianapolis 10 good years i'd love to get 10 f-ing good years out of a franchise quarterback are you shitting me he didn't give him 10 good years yes he did andrew luck got drafted in like 2008 right no or no 2012 he got drafted 2012. Oh yeah, so it was like six years. Devin, he's got Devin's got the Philadelphia trade for you. 
All right, let's hear it. All right, in that trade with the Browns, the Eagles got the second overall pick and a fourth round pick in the next year. They gave up their first round pick that year, which was the eighth overall. They gave up their third round pick, which was 77th overall. They gave up their fourth round pick, which was 100th overall. And then a first round pick the next year and a second round pick two years later. Okay, so a second... Uh, two firsts, uh, a third, and a fourth. So that's five potential starters, or six. Six potential starters, you're giving up for one. Right. But with the way the Jaguars draft, I mean, you know, it's really more like two. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, well, okay. so really, that's how you got to look at but, it. Okay, but again, you gave up uh, a first, a third, a fourth, and then another first and second. So you go in... To, let's say you're sitting where you're sitting, okay, and you say, hey, here's a first, okay, you're, you swap first, then you give them the other first, okay, then you give them next year's second, and then you give them some more on on, on, uh, on the second year and third year. So you give up all your all your collateral that you, you've drafted up. Now, remember, you pick like five times in the first three rounds, okay, this year. So give up that capital and... And you swap you swap first with jet, the Jets. Do you do that? Do you take that that leap? Oh yeah. I mean, well, I guess I don't know. It, it depends on. I'd have to personally. I'd have to look at Justin. Is Trevor Fields. Lawrence for? Because, I'd have to look at Justin Fields. Well, yeah, you can look at Fields. Listen, I I got to see how Fields plays I'd this have year. To, the difference, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I. I, it's. I'm telling you, it's Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin. It's Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, all over again, dude. I'm t- it's going to be the the biggest. You're right. And you are you going to be the Redskins or are you going to be the Colts? And what did what did the Redskins? Didn't the Redskins have to trade up for that? Oh, let's look that trade up. <laughs> uh no, I think it was one too. But okay, so uh, the the main question I was trying to boil out was: Is Trevor Lawrence worth two first round picks? A definitely a second and and probably next year's first round pick because I guarantee you these Jets are going to be greedy as fuck knowing that they're sitting on Trevor Lawrence okay with all the hype train that's coming out of it they're going to be greedy as fuck if the majority of football minds that you surround yourself with in the NFL like scout teams and front office people that are smarter than the people we have say that this guy's the closest thing to a slam dunk at a franchise quarterback something that we have arguably never had other than maybe Mark Brunel for like three years uh, we have never had a franchise quarterback I would give up every pick in the draft in order to get that guy because this league is a have have not league you either have the guy or you don't and the team's that win do okay Patrick Mahomes is going to win for the next 20 years all right until he doesn't want to win anymore and if you don't have him he's gonna beat you and if Trevor Lawrence is the one chance you got at finding that guy then you take it you give it all and don't even look back and I wouldn't even I wouldn't lose any sleep over it and you know what, Sean? I have to agree with you. Uh, uh, and as much as it sickens my stomach, going into this year, I wasn't on that train. I I didn't I didn't see that vibe. I thought maybe on offense we were a lot more well put together. I thought for sure Gardner Minshew was going to give me uh, a standout year this year. That the the that he would have to race the scoreboard to to keep us in games, and that obviously didn't come in fruition. So yeah. At this point in time, you're right. There are three to four quarterbacks in this league, okay? 
you mentioned one, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, um, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. If you don't have one of these guys, okay, if you don't have a guy that's going to be there for at least 10 years and is going to be able to get you to eight and eight seasons by himself, okay, Mm -hmm. keep that in mind that these guys are good enough to do it by themselves, all right, with whatever C-minus talent you can put around them and get you to 8-8 eight and eight or get you into a competing uh, position for the division, then you have nothing. That's what it boils down to. At this point in time, we have nothing, okay? So you're right. At this point, we got to get as close to that first as possible, and if it requires giving up the whole fucking caboose, the whole goddamn uh, uh, lost treasure of Atlantis for Trevor Lawrence... You got to do it. You got to do it. You give them, you give the Jets a blank check. You say, listen, what do you want for that number one? And you give it to them. Because that's an organization that that could use fucking 20 picks next year. And they, they might still not be competitive enough to to, to win ball games next year. Because they they, they're, they're, deplete, they're depleting as the weeks go by. They, if anyone knows how to tank, these Jet guys have it fucking figured out. They gave Le'Veon Bell away for a fucking ham sandwich last, last week for fucking nothing. Nothing. They didn't uh, not not for no yeah not, not even, even a ham sandwich. sandwich. They're hungry. Nothing. Absolutely dick. Uh. They fucking just said, you know what? We don't need you. I'm not trying to win ball games anyway. Clip. And they bought Gacy a new yeah. coloring book last week. You know that's yeah. that's what they're Adam doing. Gaze. That's what they're doing. So if we if we got to compete with that, we got to suck it out. We got to have Doug Marone. We have to have Todd Wash. Fine. So be it. I'll eat shit for one more year. But that's it. I swear to God, that's. It. I'm going to go through this whole year. You get rid of those two bastards at the end of the year. You get rid of Dave Caldwell. You bring in a whole new staff. You take Trevor Lawrence in the draft. And you give Eric Bieniemy a blank fucking check next year. And you tell his ass whatever the fuck it takes to take him over. You give him Shot Khan's yacht and then some. And then let him come coach in Jacksonville. Oh, we got a long way before we start talking about head coach and waiting, man. We got a long way for that. But that's what that, that's where I'm going. Yep, still a long way to go before we see those kinds of changes. All good things in time. Let's hope that saying holds true. But back in the here and now, we're still in the middle of a season. Taking on the Chargers this Sunday at 425 Eastern, Jaguars are now 1-5, Chargers are 1-4. Does our losing streak continue? Do we make another player stand out and have a career day? What do you think, Sean? Uh, the Create a Career Award. I'm going to let you know right now, it was DeAndre Swift. I kind of gave you a heads up on that last week. I said Matt Stafford would have a huge day, but I also said DeAndre Swift would have a great day too. Um, Jalen Guyton, wide receiver, slot receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, He was a rookie last year, so he's a one-year pro. In his combined two years, uh, eight games played, he has six receptions uh, for 174 yards. He will double that. On uh, on Sunday, Jalen Guyton will have uh, six receptions in one game, and I think he goes for 100 yards and a score. I'm telling you that right now, create a career. Jalen Guyton catches three deep balls from Justin Herbert, and uh, they go in on us pretty bad. Uh, I've got Hunter Henry. You know we suck against the tight end. You saw what we gave John U. Smith. That man is going to come in and he's going to beat you up the seam like he fucking stole something, okay? He's going to get you 100 yards, two touchdowns, Hunter Henry. I mean, the guy's already coming up on a career, but he's going to have his career day this Sunday, uh, no doubt about it. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't want to break it down too much. Joey Bosa is going to have two sacks. I mean, that's an easy call. That's an easy call. If there's a player prop on that, I am putting the house on uh, Joey Bosa getting multiple sacks. Uh, probably a forced fumble. Probably a defensive score. I would say, that, you know what? Yeah, the Chargers defense probably going to take one back. It's uh it's gonna get ugly. I mean, it, but like I said, uh, my big thing. I want to see. I want to see Gardner Minshew grab a receiver by the freaking face mask. I want to see. So, I want to see some emotion out there. I just want to see better body language than a bunch of defeated, uh, you know, players out there. Like I saw on Sunday, because I'm defeated too. But I'm looking. Like I'm in evaluation mode, and I'm looking at Jawan Taylor, and I'm looking at. Like I said earlier, I'm, I already went up through all this. I'm looking at. Um, James Robinson. I'm looking to see if we got players and I want them to care. And I want to, I want to see like, if we're losing by 30, I don't want to see him joking around on the sidelines. I want to see him pissed off. That's what I freaking care about. You can lose by a zillion, but I want you to care. And if you don't care, then I won't care. And if I don't care, you don't make any money. And then this team's going to London and we're fucking done. So come on. We need to, we just need to start caring. What do you think of for final score? My uh, score prediction for Sunday is uh, a lot to a little. I think the Chargers defense probably gets a score early. Uh, Jaguars turn it over, but then they let them creep back in. I, it's it's going to be a weird feeling. Gardner Minshew he comes out with a second half magic, scores a couple touchdowns, lets him back in. Uh, I'd say probably thirty-eight twenty-four. Oh, that's that's mighty generous. Well, what's the weather? What's the weather look like? It's in Jacksonville, right? Where, where no, it? no, it's away. It's in LA. Oh, it's in LA? No. 38, <laughs> never mind. 38, 17. So it was 34, 17 with Detroit? Yeah, no. 38, 17 in LA. We're, we're flying to LA playing this game? I thought it was in Jacksonville. We're, we're going, oh my God. You know what? No. I, oh God, but I don't want to give two back to back like poop takes. Like, I like just getting pooped on. But man, we suck in California. Jacksonville has never traveled well to California. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's talk about effort. Listen, I, I can only expect these guys to give out so much, man. I mean, listen, these are young cats that that come in with this league with high expectations, with little to no leadership. You know, that's that's the problem, man. Leadership it comes from top to bottom. I, I don't care how you boil it. If if these guys aren't getting it from their top guys, it's going to be tough to ask these young cats to, to show it to you on on Sunday. You know, I mean, when the when the idea of winning isn't there, can you blame them? I mean. It is what it is. Who, who's the leader on defense? Shit, if I know, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, that's why that that's my thing. I want to know the answer to that question. I want to know oh, by you, the end you, of this you season. You won't know the answer. Not this year. You won't know the answer. I you won't want, know the answer but, this year. And, and why is that? Because it doesn't exist. Because that's what that's what I'm saying. When you get into these dog days of of the season, the NFL season, you find out who your leaders are. You find out who you are. And that's what I that's what I want to see. That's what we can dig out of this. Like uh, like uh, freaking uh, the Cardinals for the past three years have been have been terrible. But Buddha Baker, their safety, uh, they, uh, throughout all the bad games, have been, has been become a leader on that defense and has pu- pulled people up. The Jets when they were bad, that was Jamal Adams, and then Jamal Adams, then Adam Gase happened. Adam Gase blew that whole fucking shit up. But Jamal Adams held that bad team up forever. Buda Baker held that bad team up forever. I need Miles Jack to be our leader. Okay, I need Miles Jack to take on more of a leadership role and to be vocal. And uh, and, and I need Gardner Minshew to do it on the offensive side. Screw uh-huh. the stats. Screw the points. I want to see leadership development. 
I mean, again, I I understand where you're coming from. I get what you're trying to ask for, but you're you're trying to get water out of a well that's been dried up for ten years now, man. There ain't nothing down there. Well, uh, I gotta believe that there's something down there. Damn it! I've been I'm thirsty. Yeah, I'm thirsty well, as hell. Uh, all all you can believe in, and we're gonna be saying it a, a million times this year, is change. All you can hope for is change next year. That's all you can hope for. You gotta ride this. Sh- train that is 2020 and pray that there's going to be change on the other side of the wall all right so yeah so we're in la and uh yeah we don't travel well we usually suck it's it's uh it's it's gonna be a bad time man i don't i don't see us even keeping this thing close um justin herbert's he's had a a quiet year he hasn't really done anything off the wall um i think he's like devin mentioned 500 yards less than Gardner Minshew this year Mm -hmm. yes okay so i mean He's, uh, you know, he's not, he's not bombastic, but he's playing our defense. So rest assured, uh, that's that's going to give you a good picky up. And um, I, uh, I don't, I don't foresee this game getting close. I mean, I guess the Detroit Lions. It was twenty four three before we even scored a touchdown. So if you can imagine a way in California against the Chargers, uh, I mean, it's it's create your own ending novel there. I mean, it's not it's not going to be pretty. Justin Herbert, you just said he's 500 yards less than Gardner Minshew. First off, he had a bye week last week, and he didn't play in the first game. Uh, well, so therefore, that yeah, all right, of course he's 500 yards, but he, he's probably he, he would probably have 100 yards more than Gardner Minshew if he played last week and in the first week. Justin well, hey, Herbert's balling out of control. He'll probably he'll probably get 400 this week anyway, so he'll he'll be right back up to yeah. uh, right back up to par. So score prediction: 38-12 Chargers. Um, thirty-five six. We don't even Oof. score a touchdown this week. Oof. Hell yeah! Either hey. that we score a touchdown or we miss the extra point. You, you take your pick, which one you want. I want to emphasize this to the fans: you can still enjoy the game. All right, you can enjoy. I don't care if it's forty-five to zero. I enjoyed the shit out of this Lions game last week. I'm watching. I'm watching all the one-on-one, one-on-one plays. I'm watching DJ Chark versus the cornerback. I'm watching. I'm not watching the ball. I'm not looking really paying attention to the scoreboard. I'm just looking at at, at development. So just do that. Flip that switch, and uh, focus on your fantasy team too. And just you know, kind of flip back and forth. We'll, we'll we'll get through this, baby. We've been here before. All right. It's all right. We rebuild. We're good. We're used to it. We're very good at rebuilding, and we're doing it again. Eternally rebuilding. Pat has finally joined Sean in the dark side and is in full tank mode. Both our hosts have this Chargers game as a wash, as well as the rest of the season, it sounds like. We'll find out this Sunday and see if California once again proves too much for the Jags to handle. Until then, this is your Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, host. Pat Smith, co-host. Devin May, facts and stats. Hit us up on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Here's something fun for you guys. Pat put out a tweet earlier. Give us some ideas for a Jaguars drinking game. Pat's trying to get f***ed up this Sunday. Yeah, let us know what you were drinking this weekend when you watched the Chargers beat the shit out of us. I'd like to know any recommendations. Maybe I can add it to my repertoire of uh, spirits and wells. And, of course, you can react to the game along with us and join us next week for our recap. Peace.